Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with The Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? We love you so much over here. Y'all, it has already been a super intense, crazy day in the (laughs) studio, um, and it's about to get crazier. I'm looking at a girl with purple hair. Um, We are going to have a ball. Uh, I'm going to interview actually one of my girlfriends, um, and it's going to be amazing about her new book, a couple of PSA announcements. You know, our, our whole goal here is to talk about truth in a bold way. Now, there are people that like grace it up a lot. You guys know that that's not me. I think it's so important, so important in today's day and age that we talk about the truth that is not your truth. It is the truth found in the word of God. That is what we're doing. We're also coupling that with raw faith. That's what we do. I want to challenge you. And I hope that these, uh, these shows do challenge you to walk out your faith and not a packaged religious way. Um, you know, we need some Moseses standing at the Red Sea with their staff going, God, are you going to part this thing or what? Uh, we need some Joshua's that are marching around Jericho six times with no result. That is what we are hoping to accomplish through this show. Um, and I hope that you feel that, you know, and because because that is our goal, we have seen so many thousands of you guys have reached out to us. Um, And we have responded back. And I am so grateful to say that we are really living up to our mission. Um, If you would like to connect with us on a deeper level, we have a hopping Facebook page. Okay, I know that Instagram is all the rage and, you know, congratulations (laughs) to it. But we do most of our... um, Most of our ministry over on Facebook, follow over Autumn Miles. I'm over there. We do videos. We do all sorts of stuff over there. Inbox us there. You can also email us at hello at autumnmiles.com. We get lots of emails in. um, but, But we really do have a staff of people that answer all of your questions and concerns that come in through the fan page. Autumn Miles over there. I have really ministried up my Instagram account in the last couple of months before it was like all about, I have, you know, I have 17 kids, y'all know. And, um, you know, they were on every day, but we, we have put some ministry over there just because y'all have asked for it. But you can also contact us over on Instagram, Twitter. Um, Dan, do you have a Twitter account? See, we don't even do Twitter in the studio. Okay. <laughs> Although I was tagged in an article on Twitter that said God doesn't exist this morning. That's oh how I woke gosh. up. Yes, he does. Yes, he does, dude. I don't know what your name is, but I'm not on Twitter anyway, enough to be offended. Um, uh, but anyway, you can reach out to us there. Again, email hello at autumnmiles.com. Also, y'all, I just want to tell you, um, I'm not shy about it. It takes money. It takes money to run the show. You like listening to it? Good. We got to pay the bills. We don't like that. Um, we need people that God has impacted to give, simply to give. Um, $5.50, man, anything helps. $500 million. Um, we'll take that too. <laughs> we'll take that too. Uh, you can go to autumnmiles.com. There is a donate button. Click the donate button. You can either give one time or you can give reoccurring over there, but you guys, the stuff 
putting putting this out there and even not just with the show this goes on to a podcast most of them make it to the podcast um thousands and thousands and thousands of people download it and we hear from them listen i was about to commit suicide i don't know how many suicide messages we got last week dan we got so many it was unbelievable um that we were my team was able to stop counsel get them the help that they needed call the authorities in some circumstances um, and and really help. So every dollar, that's what it goes to. We're not making Autumn Miles rich over here or Dan either. <laughs> <laughs> we are literally proclaiming the gospel of the name of Jesus out. So there's my PSAs for the day. I'm so excited about my guest. Now, I, now, now she, she, how do, how do I, what, what do I say about you? Okay. <laughs> uh, she has been my friend for several years now. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like six, six, maybe five or six years, yeah, something six like years. that. Um, I am obsessed with her family. Um, she's married to John Youngblood, who has been on the show before yeah. a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, which my team loved him and they, he, they love you as well. You have four children. You're also a pastor at my church. Yeah. Um, Shoreline City, which we absolutely, I love that church. And we were like the OGs over there. We like, started. I mean, no, I mean, come we on. started from the bottom. We started from the bottom. <laughs> but you know what? We were hosts there. We were. For together. a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the church has grown and ministries have grown and all this kind of stuff, I don't find myself hosting very much um, more any anymore. But you're a pastor over there now, yeah. you and your husband together. She... She wrote a book, y'all. We're going to talk about her story. It's mm-hmm. called Worth the Pain. Um, if you were to look at her, you would absolutely never believe that she has been through what she's been through. But we are about to talk about the power yeah. of what God alone and a touch from him can do in your life. So welcome to the show, Jessica Youngblood. Oh my gosh, what an honor, Autumn. Thank you so much for having me. I love, this is this is just the highlight of my week, just being a part of this. And so it's such an honor. It's Thank so you. amazing. Yeah. I love it when, you know, um, I've, ta- I've talked with you through the process of writing a book. And uh, it was really... Talked me through it? <laughs> um, I've been writing this book for seven years. And this book has came out because of you, because of your prayers, oh. because of you cheering me on and many others, of course. But yeah. um, you definitely had, was a pillar in this journey. And it wouldn't have the finish line without you. It's so amazing. Yeah. So Jessica in her book, she talks all about, you know, there was a point um, where you were addicted to meth. Yeah. Um, which is a, a, a issue that we don't talk about a lot. Right. Because pff, we just don't talk about it a lot, mm-hmm. uh, especially not in the Christian circle. You're not walking up to a lot of people and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm addicted to, <laughs> to drugs. Yeah. You just don't hear that. Um, but God radically changed your life. I want you to give me kind of a snapshot because I want to get into the chapters of the book um, of your upbringing. Where'd you come from? How did you get addicted to meth? Give me a snapshot of of you in your early years. Yeah, so you don't hear about it in the church world because people don't get out of it. People don't get out of the meth circle because it's so addicting and it's so gripping, and so that's really honestly why you don't, and that's why I didn't think I could ever get out of it. Um, snapshot of me, I was raised by my dad. My mom left when I was eight months old um, and just left me, you know, my dad worked a lot. So just left me kind of figuring things out my own, started drinking at a young age, um, started having sex at a young age with anybody and everybody, got pregnant at 19, um, 
with a guy I dated two months and had my son. And when he was eight months old, the same age I was when my mom left, I tried meth for the first time. Um, and I was so addicted to it. I had to have it every single day. I didn't want to do anything but meth. I signed over custody of my child. I left his father. Like I didn't want anything but drugs. Mm. And literally I just spiraled. I lost everything that I had. I started, I moved in with a drug dealer. We started, um, just, he would keep me high and I would ha- keep him happy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so disclaimer PS, by the way, if there are young kids in your car, this is raw. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the, bu- the book is raw and some of the stuff that Jessica might say is raw. So yeah. just P.S. Um, we'll definitely podcast this show. You might want to podcast or, or put in your earbuds or something like that. Yeah, um, it's not inappropriate it's because real. talking about real life is appropriate. Yeah. Uh, so don't send me an email. OK. <laughs> um, however, if there is a someone young in your car that you just think, mm, I don't know. I don't know about, you know, talking about sex and stuff like that is appropriate. Just P.S. We're going to get we're going to go as raw as we need to go oh. in the show. But just wanted to give you a little heads up. Go for it. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because I don't want anybody to stumble because of something I say. But this is real life. It's real life. Um, and I want to bring people freedom that are in it. You right. Know, and they may be, may be listening right now and have no hope. And so I was just in this vicious cycle of keeping he was keeping me high. And I didn't even know where I lived for two months. Like literally, like I just stayed in this trailer and with him and just this vicious cycle. And then so he was providing you with meth. With meth, yeah. And is that how... He was a drug dealer. Okay. Is that how you were initially introduced to it? No, no, no. no. Okay. I, I, I honestly, I just went to a party. I went to Memphis in May in Memphis one weekend, just having a good time, thought it was a party. The people I was with lined out some meth on the thing, and they're like, we're about to do this. And I'm like, I want to do it. Like, I want to have fun. Um, and literally that's all I thought I was doing is having fun. But mm. what I didn't know it was going to take my life and almost destroy it and almost kill me. Mm. Um, what I didn't know when I took that first line that I was going to be in this moment with a knife pulled on me because the drug dealer ends up pulling a knife on me and threatening to kill me. Um, and I just thought right there, like, God, I got away, locked myself in the bathroom and he was beating on the door, screaming, cussing. Um, I just said, God, if you're real, like you would mm. get me out of this situation. Like, and he was there for like three hours. I don't know how long it was, but it felt like three hours. I was just crying out because I'd tried God. I'd tried to walk an aisle. I'd tried to get saved. I'd tried to find happiness, but I felt like God didn't work for me. I felt like it was another disappointment in my life. Mm. Um, another failure. Like I, I wasn't good enough for God. Like I wasn't good enough for him to save me because it didn't work. Cause I was mm. expecting this miracle potion I was mm. expecting me to walk in a church and walk out free. And that's what was it what was happening. So in that moment, I'm like, God, if you're real, you'll get me out of this alive. And he did. And so that took me on a journey the next year of like figuring out. How did who he get you out? The guy finally left. Like God was faithful. So the drug dealer is banging on your yeah. door, mm-hmm. trying to get you out. You're praying to God if yeah. you're real. Balling. Yeah. But it's so many. It's so crazy how many people are actually on this. My show. Yeah. That my that's my story. That if moment. you're real, if you're actually there, yes. that has that, that. It's almost crazy how we use the exact same line, different yeah. situation. If you're real, okay. So three hours, he yeah. leaves. He leaves, yeah. And so, um, I'm not sure how I called for help, but um, my dad ends up coming to get me. I go home. Um, I go into detox, and in that detox, like I was so sick, I couldn't even walk. I remember crawling across the floor in the bathroom. To go to the bathroom, um, I was so weak. Uh, my mm. face was sunk in. I had craters on my face. Like, 
I look nothing like I look now. That's I know. For sure. You're like a bombshell now. Um, but getting sober was hard. I, mm. I have a chapter that says getting sober sucks mm. um, because it does. Because so many people find sobriety, but they don't find happiness. So many people mm. find to stop doing the drug, but they don't find Jesus to make them happy and abundantly like joyful. Mm. And that's my story. Like I want people to know that it's not about sobriety. It's not about AA. It's not about just get, not doing drugs. It's about finding your best life now and your purpose and what you're here on earth for. Um, <laughs> so it's really hard to, I read this book in like five hours. I actually was texting you the whole day. I that know, I, was I loved it. it. And I was I was working, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I have 15 minutes. <laughs> Let me read this really, really quick. It's one of those that you kind of devour and you can't put down. Yeah. Worth the Pain is the name of the book. You can get it on Amazon yes. um, right now. Um, Worth the Pain, go 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 pick up the book. But it's one that, that you're definitely going to um, devour. It's, it's like an autobiography. Okay, yeah. this is my life. This is what happened to me. This is my journey. Follow along. Okay, so you came out of addiction. Yeah. How did you start connecting with the Lord? I know he answered um, your prayer that day in the bathroom, but where where would you say your conversion to joy? When did that happen? Yeah, so the next year was terrible. Like the next year because I was trying to stay sober, but I would end up doing meth. I was trying to not go to the club, but I would end up dressing like, you know, bad and ending up at the club. A hoochie. A hoochie, exactly. I didn't know if I could say that. I don't know what we can say. I don't know either. I'm, <laughs> we'll go, I'm just we'll respecting go. you. You can say anything. We'll, we'll, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. But um, I would just in, be in this vicious cycle, and I'll call it my Romans seven fifteen year where I did the things I didn't want to do, and I didn't mm. do the things I wanted to do. Like mm. it was this inner turmoil. Like I made God a promise, like if he got me out of there alive, I would be better. I would do better. I would I would be all that he wanted me to be, but I didn't know how to be that. Like yeah. I was still had the same friends, the same job, the same circle. Like I was still miserable, mm. but I felt like I was sober because I wasn't where I was, but I was still relapsing. Mm. And so at the end of that year, I was like, I'm done. Like God is not working again. Like this isn't working. I remember reading my Bible with a cigarette hanging out of my mouth, like and ashes falling on the Bible, but not understanding it. And mm. so in that moment, I'm just like, I'm done. Like I can't, it's not working for me. And I just wanted to give up. And I actually went to work that day and like had this table and it was a, this two guys and one was a drug dealer and one was another guy that came in with him and they sat at my table and you're a waitress. I'm a waitress. A waitress. Yeah. Okay. And so I go in, what do y'all want to drink? Cause I was so mad because I didn't want to wait on the drug dealer like because I'm trying to get sober because you so you knew who he was oh of course everybody knew who everybody he was. Knew like who he, was he was top dog okay ah! <laughs> okay um but and you're from a small town in small Arkansas town, yeah. okay. okay this was and this was in Hot Springs Arkansas okay and long story short the guy asked me out and I said no but I'll go out with your friend the drug dealer asked me out and I said no but I'll go out with your friend and that was my husband um, we started dating and was engaged two months later, married eight months later. But the backstory, he's an amazing Christian man, grew up in mm. a Christian home, randomly moved to Hot Springs, got a job and needed a roommate. So he was a roommate with this drug dealer, which was the craziest story. And I say in the book that I felt like Jesus came and sat at my table mm. because I never found a guy that showed me such caring, cared for me so much. Like he told me to get over my past. He literally like tried to break up with me when we were dating three weeks because he's like, you are trashy. Like you are not who I want to be with. Like I can't, I'm going back to church. I'm not drinking anymore. I'm going to do this. And I said, well, teach me how to be her. Mm. I was so desperate for somebody to tell me that I could be something different. 
that he he actually did it. Like he knew, he stayed and he ta- taught me how to be different. He's like, you have to get over your past. You have to walk in your future. You have to walk, you know, took me to church. And his mom gave me Battlefield of the Minds by Joyce Meyer. Yeah. And like literally slowly but surely I realized that the edges of my past started falling off. And I started walking in freedom. The chains literally started falling and I found freedom. So the quote is from um, chapter 10, Becoming Mrs. Youngblood, which I mm. I know your family. And so I was like crying the whole time. <laughs> um, Jesus came and sat in my section one night while at work. He came in the form of a man. This man would be who God used to restore what other men had mm. done to break me. Um, so incredibly powerful. And John is such an amazing man. So he walked you through. He walked me through. And I also say in the book, you people aren't going to have a man come in and save them. Like mm. John didn't save me. And so I don't want people to get that twisted. Yeah. Um, God used John for me. But if you're not ready for John, if you're not ready for someone to show but you But you Jesus, were seeking before you I was met seeking, him. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not going to do you any good to have somebody walk you through it if you're not ready. But I was totally like hopeless, surrendered, like teach me how to be. I was desperate. It wasn't like John was missionary missionary date right right it was literally like he god used him to heal me Mm. um okay so you're like teach me how to be this woman yeah that you want like how do how do i become that i just think that's such an interesting um you know in our last show that we just recorded too he was talking about how we have to be taught. Yeah. Um, people, he was talking specifically about the gospel. Like we don't know how to share the gospel because we're not teaching how to do that nowadays. People need to be taught. Okay. This is what I am. I am right here at point a, yeah. I want to go to point B. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get there. Yeah. Um, so what would you say? Cause I know so many radios are turned up right now. What would you say to that person that's sitting that is point A yeah. and they're saying, you know, I want to be, I want to be a woman that a godly man would want to be with. Yeah. I want to be a godly woman, even for myself, not, 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 not just for a man, but for myself. How do I do that? Yeah. Where do I go? Well, and that was the process of writing this book. Like I literally wanted to write a map for people to get out of their prison. And I really feel like this is the map out of their jail. And I feel like this is from point A to point B to point Z, Z, you know, it tells it all. And that's what I wanted. I wanted something because I can't be in everybody's home. I can't be in everybody's like I can't mentor everybody. But I literally wanted something that, hey, here, a resource, a resource that people can have and read and find their own freedom and figure out. And because I get so many times like, how did you find God? He just doesn't. I don't hear from him. You know, it's not mm-hmm. about finding God. Mm-hmm. He's already there. Mm-hmm. It's about listening. And he's not this big voice. He's a small voice. Mm-hmm. And it takes us surrendering our lives. It takes us doing some work. It's, we don't get saved because of our works. But literally, we have to go through a transformation process of renewing our mind. And I talk about that in there. And It's work. It's work. It's work. And nobody wants to do the work. They want the work, final product. Work, 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 work. Hey. <laughs> Why is it no one wants to do work these days? They want the reward. No. But they don't want to do the work. They want to go from meth to ministry in two days. Yeah. That's not what happened in your case. It's not. No, it's a journey. And they yeah. and it's and it's being who you are who God created you, be right where you're at. Yeah. Sometimes you're not gonna have a church. Sometimes you're not gonna have a book right away. I mean, I've been a Christian for sixteen years. Mm. And I just came out with my story. So don't rush the process because God's still writing your story. Mm-hmm. And just 
you know, I ministered to people in my hair. I was a hairdresser for 15 years. And so that's who I told my story to all these years. Mm. And I just want to encourage people to share their story where they're at. Um, clearly you can see why I'm obsessed with her and why she's one of my best best friends of all time. Um, I, 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 I want to encourage you, you women or men, um, that find themselves. I mean, the book, the book is, is raw. Um, it, it definitely goes through really the, and you know what? Bravo to you for writing some of your worst times (laughs) of your life out there. I know people don't understand. Um, some people don't understand why it's important that we sort of, we lead with our weaknesses, even though the Bible tells us to do that. (laughs) Um, you know, and and you have, you have put a lot of weak moments in, in the book that I know people are going to resonate with. And I know that that's why you did that. Um, so when you're reading the book, don't be shocked (laughs) when, when you read about your own life, um, that, that you've gone through. So, so, now yeah. you've come through all that. Um, you've come through great adversity, I would say. Yeah. Um, and a found of uh, hope. You and John have been married for how long? 15 years in <laughs> August. That's amazing. Yeah. That's nobody amazing. in my family's ever been married like over two, I think. It's amazing. <laughs> so that guy that she met is she's still married to. Yeah. Have a great marriage. It's rocking. They have um, four amazing kids. You're a pastor, a leader, mm-hmm. you know, a mentor. How did that happen? <laughs> it just happening, just um, being authentic, authentic, being who I'm created to be. Like, because I'm not going to fit in somebody else's box. Like, it just, I just kept walking in my next step. Like, the next step God had for me and listening to where he's taken me. And, some t- and, not, and sometimes not letting people, like, put negative things in your mind. Mm. Um, because sometimes the people closest to you may not believe in what God's called you to do. Mm. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Right. I mean, you shouldn't go off a wall and, like, do everything, ever, not do everything everybody tells you. You should have wise counsel. But also make sure you don't let the enemy use people mm. to hinder you from going to where God's called you. And that's literally... I, and it looks crazy. You know it is. Yeah. Like when you step out in God's calling, like you look crazy. Yeah. But I want to be crazy. Yeah. Like I don't care. Like I just want to live for Jesus and change the freaking world. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's where I'm at and that's where you're at. And it's such an honor to be your friend to watch you pave the way. It's, I'm right behind you, girl. I, it's a, girl, we're doing it. We are <laughs> doing, doing it. it. We are Yay. doing it. You know, uh, Jessica kind of in, in, encapsulates, if you will, bold truth and raw faith. Mm. Um, I know I sort of, I like we said earlier, was along for the process of this. And I would definitely say this was a raw act of faith. Yeah. It was not something that you could have, um, you know, when we saw, see, see raw faith, you, you, when you step out in faith, you're typically, you feel very ill-equipped. Yeah. You feel very overwhelmed. You're like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but God, I know you're calling me to do this and you have literally done this. So you encapsulate really the whole mantra of the show. I love that. I can't, we can't get off air without talking about your little jazzy girl. Um, now I, I, you have three incredible boys and, um, I mean, they're just precious. They're, they're friends with my, my children. Um, but tell me, I know we don't have very much time, but tell me just kind of how that was like the icing on your cupcake. Yeah, I'll tell it really short. Listen, God redeemed everything the enemy stole from me. Mm. 
Um, when he gave me a daughter and I looked into my daughter's eyes, I knew that she'll never know. She'll never have to do what I did and, and question. Mm. How could my mom leave me? She will never have to question that mm. because I will be right there. She will be the opposite. She'll be like, mom, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> and I have become the mother I've always dreamed of having. Mm. And I get to be that to my daughter. And she's, she is guys, like, I can't even tell you. She is adorable. She's perfect. Like like times adorable, <laughs> Jaslyn Faith Marie. Yeah. Got, yeah, I know you hashtag that all the time um, <laughs> on all of her pictures, and I'm like every time I see one, I'm I of course like it because she's you know perfect. we prayed that girl here. You did. It yeah, took away. We did. It, it, she, she stresses a, out for a minute. She's a miracle. She's a miracle baby for she sure. Um, I want you to go get this book, worththepain.com. You can go there. Worth the pain book. Worth the pain book. I'm sorry. Worththepainbook.com. Can they buy the book on the website? Yeah. Is it linked to the uh-huh. website? Okay. And then also just go, you can either go direct, you can go to directly to Amazon as well. Yeah. Uh, what's your handle on Instagram? It's Jessica Youngblood and or it's worth the pain book. Worth the, Okay. So worth the pain book and Jessica Youngblood. Yeah. I want you guys to go get this, support her, um, hand them out to your friends. Yeah. Typically, meth addicts, I don't know if meth addicts listen to our show. I hope they do. Um, but if you know of someone who is struggling, yeah. um, grab a couple of these. They're a super easy, easy read. Like I said, I read mine in about five hours. Didn't even take me a whole day. But I was like, I texted her when we were done. And I was like, I love you more now than I ever did mm. <laughs> when we first met. Because it is just that good. Go get the book. Just Thank you so much for having me. I love you so much. This was so awesome. We love you. We love you too. And thank you for listening. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed. Your future starts now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.